We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About. Brunch brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. She's Lisa V. And he's Randall Keith. And this is Brunch Culture, the show where everything is up for discussion. And typically, I say the weekly show, but uh, we kind of been MIA for a little minute. So, um, not a little minute. It's been, what, like two weeks? Yeah, two or three weeks. Has it been three weeks? We apologize, y'all. I've had a lot going on. I think we both have had a lot going on, which typically we do, so... You know, we want to bring y'all excuses, but it's been a lot. You know, we both we had Thanksgiving. Yes. And Thanksgiving was a lot going on. Um, I was in Florida. We were both kind of just, you know, still on the move and trying to be with our families and stuff like that. So we hope y'all understand. You know, we here. We ain't going nowhere. We love y'all. We lo- we really do love y'all. For and real, I miss the show. Yeah. I don't. It always it always seems like when we don't um, we don't record. It's, it's like a little void. Like, I talk, obviously, I talk a lot anyway, but I still feel like, but dang, like, we haven't done the show. Like, I feel like it's so much to talk about. Yeah. We kind of had a brunch culture conversation over dinner. We had, but... yeah. We probably had, like, four of them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so we probably could have just record, well, record part of our conversations. Yeah. And it was too loud in there, though. It was we had an Asian out. spot. It was really good. Hawkers. Hawkers. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, my friend told me they have one at Orlando, but I really, that dish that I had, I actually want to go back. The day before I flew out, I wanted to go back and, and try the dish. I don't even remember the name of it, but it was it was really good. Yeah, those wings were good, too. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and get those. And I ate. I ate my entire meal with my chopsticks. And so I felt like, because typically I'll just do sushi with chopsticks. I won't do like a whole meal, but I did like my whole meal with chopsticks. I was proud of myself. Yeah, I'm still, I still can't use chopsticks. Um, I feel like, yeah, I would make a mess trying to do it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, to th- this past weekend, I told Randall before we started recording, I was at a conference in Atlanta and I had been off coffee for like, I've been off coffee for like four months and I drunk coffee and I'm sitting there during lunch trying to eat. And I'm like, these people probably think I'm slow or I got Parkinson's disease because <laughs> I cannot put this fork in my mouth. And it was so frustrating because I was so hungry and I was shaking. I was like, is this something wrong with me? Do I need to call the ambulance? Worse. That's why I mess with coffee. Coffee's never done that to me before. Yeah. I, it was like on some di- different type stuff. I was like, "What is going on?" At the absolute worst. That's why I mess with coffee. Though I, I refuse to get hooked onto it. I if I drink it, like I can drink it like eight nine in the morning. It'll be three o'clock the next morning, and I'm still kind of wired it up. So I just have to let coffee go. I'm gonna... Let it go. Let it go. I want GOP to let that tax bill go. Oh man. Because, I mean, this whole concept of it's going to trickle down, it never trickles down. It like, the concept is, it, it, it makes sense. Like, it makes logical sense, the argument. But it doesn't, you can't have trickle down. Practice, and make, yeah, it doesn't yeah, work. Trickle down economics doesn't work with greed. <laughs> so, 
and you can't legislate greed. So exactly. see, because you can't legislate greed, trickle down economics always is a fail. Is so what's what's really frustrating? So if you you guys haven't looked at so it's like four hundred and seventy nine pages of of legislation to go in order to go through. So obviously most of us aren't going to to read all of that. Uh, most of us are going to rely on like you know the bigger media outlets to let us know what's in there. But another thing that is out there's a, there are a few other like. Um, nonpartisan uh, kind of like think tank ish type uh, places that will actually dissect the bill and let you know like hey here's what this actually means in play and in practice here's what's going to happen and so you know I've been following and reading up on that stuff and it's actually quite scary um, how it's estimated to increase the the deficit by a trillion dollars over the course of I think they said 10 years which is insane absolutely mm-hmm. insane and you know just kind of the idea that if we give corporations an additional decrease in, in their tax their tax bill that they'll do things and they'll create jobs and they'll also increase wages um i read like a i read some comments by some republican senator that was like you know one of the things that we've been able to do uh is get more jobs but we start looking at the the quality of those jobs and the amount of those salaries and they're so low so this bill will allow companies to actually increase people wages because that's what they want to do you tell me what business <laughs> is not out here trying to cut they they their expenses like that's just it's, it's just not gonna happen yo like come on man you you mean to tell me like you got all these these huge corporations that's saying man we just we just really need to if we can decrease our taxes we'll, we'll make sure everyone's making six figures no you're not gonna do that yo like yeah because even if, if that's the case they would have just decreased the amount of money and bonuses the ceos get and spread that if they were already on the trickle down spec if they were already in that mind frame yeah they would just cut the their bonuses not even cut their salaries right they just cut their bonuses and trickle that down and yeah give give your day-to-day workers your your factory workers you know your your just your your regular lower level workers give them some bonuses and not like a hundred dollar gift card at the christmas party like (laughs) give them some for real for real substantial bonuses that they can see some things happening it's just not going to happen um so it was it's just a lot of stuff though i read i read a I read actually a few articles I was going this morning. The Huff Post had this one article where they talked about like the top six things that's in the bill that we need to be mindful of. Um, and that was, you know, pretty, pretty interesting. And then there's another article I think the Washington Post did. And so they basically compared like our current because what a lot of people what we talk about, right, is the the tax the tax cuts that are going to happen for the rich. But we also, there also is a, a change in the percentage rates that we will be charged on our income tax. And so the income tax uh, brackets are, are said to be the same in both the house and the Senate bills. Um, I think, no, I think the Senate bill is the same. It changes a little in the house, but the percentages at the rates at which we are, ta- our income is taxed are going to be a little different, but so it kind of looks at if you look at the initial um, like table, it kind of shows you that I think for most people, you're seeing at least like a two percent decrease. But apparently that two percent decrease is only for a certain amount of time. And then you start to see it actually increase in the next like five or six years or something like that. Like it's something crazy in which it's like, yo, so wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. So we kind of get like 
our taxes, the amount of taxes that we pay, amount of income taxes that we pay, they're decreased. Um, the amount of the standard deduction that we can we can take is increased, but that's only for a short amount of time. And then the, the entire thing like flops. And so then we start to pay more in taxes. So it's like almost we give you like a calm or super calm before the storm and then the storm hits. And then like, you know, everybody's out here paying more taxes than what we're currently paying, except corporations, except the the, the top one percent. Uh, I think this is a top that thinks it's like 5% except those people, but everybody else is just like paying, you know, more taxes, which is, it's frustrating. It's extremely frustrating to me because you try to tell people that, Hey, this is why you have to be involved. Um, having a conversation with somebody that was telling me that they were really frustrated about this tax bill and talking about how it's going to impact them and, impact them in the long run and this business that they're trying to start in the long run. But it's kind of like, but you were one of those people that said that voting makes, it doesn't make sense to vote. I don't need to vote because it's all rigged. Anyway, the powers that be are going to see to that. What happens happens. Like, how do we, <laughs> This is you know what I'm saying? Like, how do we reconcile these two? Yo, this is just not the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so frustrating. And it's like this whole idea that people are like, well, he's going to drain the swamp. And it's like, no, he is. He is the swamp. That's what it is. (laughs) You haven't realized he is the swamp. The whole swamp. Like, it's all him. It is the swamp. The entire swamp. He didn't do anything but kill the middleman. That's all he did. Now he doesn't have a middleman. He doesn't have to manipulate politicians. He's the politician. (sighs) Oh. What can we do? One, one, one thing I do want to do, these articles, I'm actually going to put them out on um, our on the Brunch Culture page so people can see them. Because what's really important is, and just to kind of like clarify what's happening now. So the Senate bill passed, the, the House passed a version of the same bill. Um, but so now the House and the Senate must reconcile the, those two bills that passed, basically send them back through the House and, and the Senate again, and then send it to the president's desk. What all this means in the now is that we can be pretty sure that a change is going to happen. Um, at this point, we're just trying to def- figure out what exactly that change is. Um, something that is more than likely to ha- happen is that the individual mandate, uh, which is attached to the Affordable Care Act or what people like to call the Obamacare, will is, is threatened to be taken away. If that's taken away the 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 affordable care act in itself can't sustain itself uh just financially it just can't it can't hang on without that so then people are gonna you're, we're gonna have you know about 13 million people that's gonna be without health care again and so we just kind of it's just it's it starts to balloon in this process of having additional issues all that saying that oh we need to you know decrease the deficit we need to decrease our expenses but in order to do that we also need to give the more wealthy the most wealthy americans additional tax uh, breaks and we need to start taking away these quote-unquote entitlements and making sure that you know people are strapping up their bootstraps and doing it for themselves so honestly this is just really a it's really a dark time from a financial sense. It's a dark time. I woke up this morning and was just like reading everything that I could get my hands on um, to try to figure out what's going on. Um, and it's just it's really it's really sad. It's really frustrating. And it's one of those things is like you're watching it happen and you're you're kind of 
I've seen people online like make jokes about their money and like, oh, well, you know, this doesn't really affect me that much because I make more than $100,000, which is nice and it's cool. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's great. But then also it's affecting some people that I'm pretty sure you have people in your family that don't make $100,000. These these changes are also going to impact people that are getting graduate level degrees. Like it's just, it, it, it's a lot more than just your $100,000. And especially if you're like on the cusp of, or on the cusp of reaching that six figure mark or just exceeding that six figure mark, uh, we got some problems too. Like it's not, you know, you're not just scot free. So I'm going to, we're going to put these articles out so that you guys can just really be engaged and understand this, the, this type of talk and this type of actions in government really impact you directly. How much money, how your money is going to be affected, how it's going to be taxed, you know, how, how your income is going to be taxed, how much money you're going to have to pay for healthcare. Like all of those things affect you directly and affects you day to day it's not one of those long-term things this can affect you as early as next fiscal year so like we really 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 need to uh understand what's going on and make sure that we are using our voices for that so it's it's so 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 important because we have a president that thinks that nothing that anything that disagrees with him is fake right so it's which is a whole nother scary situation. I don't even want to go into that right now. You know what else is scary? Keisha Cole's voice. On the first <laughs> of voice. That was a real good, like, because I was actually thinking the transition into the Soul Trainer was like, on a happier note, but she's like, what else is scary? Keisha Cole's voice. Gotcha. <laughs> like that, to me, it sounded like me. <laughs> she's scheduling you thought it was yourself <laughs> when she did that video I was and you know so many people used to love that song and I'm like that doesn't bother you cause like even the edited like studio version was bad Yeah, and when I your studio like version is bad you bad I didn't I ne- that's the one song that I never never got into um, but people loved it yeah I just didn't understand it was beyond me I was, was like man that sounds like I sang that <laughs> I wasn't one of those people at all. Yeah. But what I will give Keisha Cole credit for is, so this new song, it's not bad. I I like heard it. I heard the, I don't like when she performs it. So, and I really don't like when she performs it, mainly just because of the whole like dance breakdown. I'm not a fan of people setting, having a breakdown in a song where you dance or do some sort of dance moves and you kind of halfway do the moves. And so you aren't in, as in sync with everybody else, the like professional dancers. I feel like it just makes you look bad. And it's it's like MJ dancing, Mary J. Blige. But Mary J. Blige, she usually dances on her own. Like she doing her own thing. So I, I'm good with that. You know what I'm saying? Like she's not trying to like sync up with some dancers. It's like she doing. Her, you remember the Mariah Carey video? Where she was like doing the moves, the same moves that the dancers was doing, and it was like, yeah, Mariah, just don't don't do it. Like, yeah, it it, it kind of it looks like that, but I give Mariah a pass because it's like, cause she drugging. But I just feel like she Mariah Carey. You know? Like Mariah Carey has been writing her own song since the nineteen eighties. Like you can't, you know, you can we can give Mariah Carey a pass. She she she's legendary in that in that sense. <laughs> 
Keisha Cole, I just. I just said this lady is drugging. My bad. I'm so sorry. You said she drugging. Yeah, she always seems like she on drugs. <laughs> now she drugging. <laughs> you cracked yourself up with that one. She's drugging. I thought you said she was drunken. It's like, no, I don't think she's really drunk. Well, you know, just, no, I think she'd be on like those like prescription pills. Oh, no. <laughs> and opioids be taking look, people over. I think Mariah Carey is just saying. Hey, I done, I've I've done what I need to do. You know, I'm just out here to make y'all happy because I really don't have to be out here. Financially, we set. We good. Yeah, uh, I guess. You know, she got the money for her pain and suffering. Was it like a few million? From yeah, the I saw, yeah, I saw that. Which was interesting because Get your right here don't need money, yo. Right here just check. don't need money. But she back to Keisha Cole. Get. Keisha Cole. We're not talking about Mariah Carey. Keisha Cole. And the yeah, Soul Train Awards, I just, you know, I just don't like the dance breakdown. That's it. The song for me is cool. Like, Keisha Cole, you know, do your thing. I didn't enjoy 112. Okay, so what didn't you enjoy, enjoy about 112? I just, I didn't like that they start with they new, started with their new songs. I feel like they should have just started with what we knew. Because um, their new album, I got it And I just didn't really enjoy it I did like their song with Jagged Edge That was okay, but I didn't like the other ones I actually like, I like the song that they performed So for me, here's the thing People were complaining about 112 And the only problem that I had with their performance Was I felt like whoever choreographed it Over choreographed it Like they didn't need to do all those dances All those dance moves To jump down and jump up And the little uh it was confusing i think it was cute that was doing the little like leg michael jackson pose which looks super awkward because like bro y'all like approaching 40 like just it's okay you ain't got to do all that but i thought 112 did good i think overall they did good what annoyed me was tony braxton i feel like everybody was like tony the legend the living legend yo she sung like four words to the whole performance it was like you never understood any word she ever said in her songs. But except she wasn't like even trying heart. to say the words during this performance. And it was like there was so many parts of the performance where there was the background like track just singing. And she just wasn't like she wasn't saying nothing. It was so frustrating to me. So I'm like People seem to love Tony Braxton, but everybody kept giving 112 a hard time. And I'm like, yo, at least they didn't sound bad. Like, I mean, there were, you know, all the notes weren't there, but it was like, all right, cool, it's fine. But Tony Braxton was just like, obviously not singing some of these words. Like, she just wasn't going to say no words. She was making sounds. And I'm like, yo, so like, you just don't, you don't speak no words no more. We just, we just going to give out sounds and moans and like, that's going to be the performance. Like, and you couldn't tell if she wasn't killing it. And that's why I was like, I mean, <laughs> her too. You gave us a dance break, which was all right. But like, I don't know. I just think it was, it, I could have did without it. Should have just yeah, got her I, award. If you weren't going to sing no words, you should have just got your award and kept moving. The best performance of the night for me was the cypher. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't see the cypher. So I actually went uh. back and um, I was watching it. I recorded it. And so I went back and watched and watched it. But I don't, for some reason, I didn't see the cipher was like during like the commercial breaks or whatever, right? I don't think I seen um, any of those. It was only one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't, I, I definitely didn't see that. I, I saw clips on Instagram 
that had like Fantasia on it, but I didn't see the cipher. Yeah, it was really good. It had um Fantasia, Mally Music, um Faith Evans, Bile Bil- what is his name? Bilal. Bilal. Yeah. Okay. He was good. So yeah, it was it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. Shout out to SWV for getting honored. With oh the yeah, they did good. performance. Um, I they did good, but I was a bit upset. Like Lily just obviously wasn't singing. There were so many parts where you can look at the video and Lily like wasn't putting her mi- mouth up to her microphone. And I mean, obviously, it was the Coco show. Yeah, and it's like we know, okay, so we know this, but at least kind of when you're performing, Pretend. you gotta like put your mic up, and so we can think that you at least perform in the chorus. Lily, please pretend, deceive us, <laughs> like deceive us. right. Lily was just like, nah, I'm good. Like I'm not even gonna put this mouth, this mic up to my mouth. I ain't gonna try. It's nothing that needs to be done. Like I'm good. <laughs> for what? What are we doing this for? And I was like, yeah, Lily, you know, <laughs> I mean, you could at least gave us that. But I, I did, I did think. So listening to them, um, seeing them perform was dope. Of course, like I bought their uh, two recent albums. Um, they're like albums that came back out within like the two thousands or whatever. And the first one, um, was really, actually they both were pretty good, but I was really in love with the first one. They're in like all black. I can't think of the album name right now, but they actually did a a really good job and it was just good to see them. It's 25 years of SWV. And what's also funny too, is that like they had never been, uh, they had never received an award before, which Mm -hmm. is crazy. Like. Cause so many people without talent get them all the time. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I think is, it just goes to show that like when people say the music business, like that business piece of it is so important. And I think really it's probably because their business, that business portion for them was not, you know, all the way intact or put together. I mean, people weren't really on top of it. I don't think they had anybody fighting for them, you know, to get the respect or honored in the way that they, they should have because, it makes no sense that SWV, you know, they're one of those throwback girl groups that everybody, you think about the 90s, you have to say SWV. Like, you have to think about SWV. They were everywhere for a period of time, but, like, they never got honored. That, to me, is is crazy. But So, I, it felt really good to see them get honored with the Lady of Soul Award. Um, and I was, yeah, I was really glad to see them perform it. Like, So Into You, I still love that song. Like, I feel like y'all can play that on radio. People can play that on radio now, and folks will go just as crazy as they did back in the day. It's they they can really really sing, especially Coco. Coco. You know who did too much at the awards? Tank. It was Tank. just too much. You didn't watch his performance. I don't. I think I saw. I, do I remember Tank's performance? You didn't. Oh miss yeah, he, that was he performed that uh, song. I know the song because I've seen him perform. I, I think I've seen like clips of him perform that on Instagram. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I get where Tank's going. I like Tank. I feel like he's one of those dudes that's still trying to keep like R&B alive. Uh, I guess I just kind of wish that he would just like stick to like the R&B that he do, he used to do. And although I really like the song Birthday, I just feel like it became like a like a Trey Songz type R&B where everything is about like, you know, how many ways can I hit it? And it was like, all right, bro. You know, like we used to do some other stuff. Like let's incorporate some other stuff too. Yeah. He, he has to, he can't, he has to be comfortable with himself and not try to be Trey songs. Cause I, where's Trey songs right now? 
I think it's more. I think it's more of, of him just wanting to be the relevant. Yeah, I don't even want to say the it guy, but like, so in order for he's one of those people that talks about, you know, the state of R and B and how R and B music, real R and B music, if you will, is kind of not where it's not really non-existent because everybody kind of wants a more like hip hop R&B type music or a more like raunchy R&B music. So he talks about that, but I still feel like, I feel like he says that, but then when we get his album, he's kind of doing what he's saying everybody else is doing. And it's kind of the same thing with like a K Michelle and I get why they do it. Cause it's like, you know, we got to pay our bills or whatever, but I guess I feel like on something with like the soul train awards, like, I don't know. You could have gave us one of those cuts. That's more of like your traditional R and B that you kind of stand up for. And you know, we, we would have been good. The one thing I love and the reason that I watch the soul train awards, the NAACP <laughs> image awards, is because I feel like it's going to be something that's done by us. And we're going to do it in, in a way that, you know, we might have some problems. Production might not be as good, but typically those two are the productions really well. It's the BET awards. It's like, uh, but it's entertaining. It it takes me back to the days of being a kid and seeing people who can actually like really perform, really dance or really sing or just really put on a good show and they get on and like, you know, they give you a lot. If I compare, if I compare this to the AMAs, like hands down 3000 times better than the AMAs, the AMAs, I kept looking like, why, why, why is this on television? <laughs> Why are you guys doing this? Like, why do we have to watch this? Why did you guys, and, you know, no shade to Christina Aguilera, but, like, why? Why <laughs> was she giving a tribute to Whitney Houston? Like, what? And then she kept screaming, and she was coming up with new notes and, like, new arrangements, and it was just like, oh, it's falling short. There's this one time as she's singing, they show Pink's face, and I don't know if Pink was really, like, meaning to look at her like that, but Pink just looked like, why in the hell are you up there? <laughs> like... <laughs> Who hired you? You should just go sit down somewhere. Fail. Absolute fail. Absolute fail. That is, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say. But we got a black person in uh, Buckingham Palace. That's what I thought, right? Yeah, her, her mother's black, her father's white. And she's on Suits. And you know how I love Suits. So I'm sad to see her character go. Oh, that's where she comes yeah, from. Yeah, she's suit. on Suits. And so I'm like, oh, Mike's fiance is going. Wait, so, so why, is she, why is she leaving? Because she married. She got, she married Prince Harry. Yeah, but I'm saying, so, like, why is she not going to be on Suits? She can't be on Suits anymore? I guess not. She decided to just go. I guess she's going to be doing the royal duties. I don't know what that includes. I, I don't want to sound ignorant because I was like, well, I mean, she can can she be a princess and still be on like American TV? Like, I don't know. You know, Queen Elizabeth uh, run a tight ship. Now she don't be playing. I mean, but what is her? Ain't her goal is just to, like to go out and you know wave to the poor or something like that? Like, I don't know. I don't know because they I don't, don't have no real power. Yeah, so it's just like more of a figure. I don't know. I don't want to knock what this girl is doing. <laughs> Shout out to her. Shout out to, of course, the internet and all of the memes that came along with it. All of the gifs that came along with it. It was great. I actually had no idea. I was like, I don't know who this girl is. Um, I just kept saying, you know, we got a, we have a, it's a black person that's in royalty. We got a black person in the palace. And I was like, what? It's like, 
was like, what's happening? And then, of course, you know, following the memes and you see what memes and see what's going on. And it was it was hilarious. It's definitely entertaining for a day. Um, shout out to the picture of her mom. And apparently her mom has dreadlocks. And yeah. which I thought I, I always think is a therapist, too. Yeah, I just, I just I always think it's dope because I think that it challenges a lot of people that are uncomfortable um, a lot of people that want to see one image and say that this one image is bad and, you know, people shouldn't be able to do this. And it just says like, you can see somebody who is, um, as poised, poised and polished just from, cause I don't know much about her from, but from the, inter- the interviews I've seen, um, Megan Markell is like just kind of poised and, and polished and, you know, she has like relaxed hair and all this other stuff. And then like, if you see her mom and not to say that her mom is not poised and polished cause she can be, but just to see her with dreadlocks and to be all of those things, I feel like it just kind of challenges the ignorant people that would want to say like, Oh, dreadlocks, you need to cut them. Or somebody like a Wendy Williams that says, you know, when her son, she told her son that he can lock his hair, but once he cro- he walked across the stage for college graduation, it's time for him to grow up and take that mess out. And like, I was just like, what? Like, it's so stupid. Like, come on, man. So shout out to them. Like, I think that's really dope. Yes, yes. So y'all, that's it for our mimosas and orange juice. Let us know what y'all think about the, I'm about to say AMAs. Well, yeah, Christina's performance. Obviously, but you Soul Train Award, GOP, <laughs> GOP tax bill, black royalty, uh, and the Soul Train Awards. Let us know what y'all think. Hashtag chat BC, and we'll be back with our main dish. All right, we're back with our main dish. And today's main dish is something that I hate to say it, but I'm kind of guilty of this. Um, We were thinking through what we're going to talk about today and we had a conversation and then Randall read this article title and we both bust out laughing. Yeah. And it's called ghosting. Uh, Ghost ride the whip. That's what the first thing, but that's not what we're talking about. But um, ghosting when when you are in relationships with people and then you just go ghost um this could be dating this could be friends can't really be family um because i feel like family just gonna be there uh, you can't really ghost on them because they'll they'll come back up and yeah you can't yeah. escape family yeah i don't think you ghosting on no family members <laughs> <laughs> they'll show up to your house what <laughs> Maybe you can't do some cousins, aunties and uncles, but it's hard for like immediate family. Um, so yeah, I when I heard it, I laughed because I'm guilty of this. Sometimes when I have a lot of stuff going on, I can like disappear. Um, and it's really bad. Like that's I feel like a horrible person. Like, you know, I, I used to really think really high of my friendship. Like, man. Lisa, you're an amazing friend. But sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, dang, you kind of jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could just be like, you know what? I need some time. Because I got other stuff going on. And I, my mind, I think, can't, can't only, like, handle so much. And so you just, like, you just ghost. 
on certain situations because you like overload, overload, and it's not even the people. It's just like you're just overloaded, so something has to go. Right. Um. So it can be bad. I mean, sometimes people do it maliciously, and then sometimes people do it unintentionally. I don't. I never do it to hurt people. It's just something that kind of happens. But I know people who ghost on people, and they kind of. They don't necessarily have malicious intent. They just don't do confrontation well. Yeah, or so. just lack of interest, honestly. <laughs> Which is the thing. Um, yeah. Are you are you guilty of ghosting? Randall? Absolutely. I think that, you know, most people are. Um, and I feel like we should be able to do that. And it's not really a problem. So this article in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I... She's saying ghosting is toxic. Yeah, so I... I take some issue with this article. There's certain things about it, certain elements of it that I agree with and I I'm, I'm cool with and it's fine. But there's other things that I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, that's not really my responsibility. And like, I don't really understand why. Yeah. This, I just don't think that you can blame this all on, on a person um, just because they stopped talking to somebody. So one of the things they do in the article and for for just kind of like a, a, a good baseline starting point is they define what ghosting is, right? Now they do use the Urban Dictionary to define ghosting. So, I mean, that's a little debatable, but I feel like the um, the definition that they use is still pretty fair. And the fact that they define it because it is a slang term and I think the the fact of them defining it is actually important to have in the conversation because people may think that ghosting is different things. And so here's what it is. They, they use this and apparently this comes from Urban Dictionary, but it says that ghosting is the act of suddenly seizing all communication with someone the subject is dating, but no longer wishes to date. Um, this is done in hopes that the ghostee will just in quotes, get the hint and leave the subject alone as opposed to the subject simply telling them that he or she is no longer interested. So it doesn't say that in the definition, but in the article, she also talks about ghosting on people that not just in, in terms of dating, but somebody that you could just be in friendship with or like having casual conversations with on the regular. And then out of nowhere, you go somewhere. So Here's, here's what I think about it, right? Um, I think that everybody ghosts on somebody. Um, ghosting in itself is actually something that you can do like for like a certain period of time. So maybe you might be MIA for like two weeks and you guys kind of build up this, um, this habit of talking regularly, likely through text. And then all of a sudden you just kind of go away and then you go on and then you come back. So basically what the article is arguing is that that is like emotionally damaging to people and it's dangerous and it's really bad and people shouldn't do it. I don't know. I just kind of feel like, I mean, I get it, <laughs> but I kind of think that I always want people to, to figure out like their responsibility in this situation and and what they can do to i guess not be ghosted on to some degree and i think one of the things that kind of in the context of like somebody that you might be interested in y'all kind of talking because you know this might be going into something a little more a little bit more romantic for me i've ghosted when i feel like we go from like let's get to know each other kind of playful texting and talking to like some Oh, so, you know, 
what type of person you want to be with? Are you interested in me? Are you going to take me on a date the next time we see each other? Like, that's when it's like, wait, wait, wait. This guy way too serious, way too Zero fast. to 100 real quick. Exactly. That to me is like, well, oh, people I'm want that. They want to know your intentions early on so they won't waste their time. I, 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 but I feel like you should. They read not, that Steve Harvey book. Uh, and that's Random. the problem. <laughs> read the Steve Harvey book. And that and is, Steve Harvey told that is the problem. Because I still I haven't read like, that book, though. And you should, probably shouldn't. Um, I'm just playing. I don't know what's in the book, but well, I kind of do know what's in the book. I've people I've heard like some homegirls say like, "Oh, I, well, I watched the movie, this, so I think I got it's cliff like, notes." Uh, whatever, but I, I don't know. I just think that like a part of that comes from people having expectations of what an interaction will be, and those interactions in this one situation that I'm thinking about that I definitely know that I ghost. Um, I ghosted out like, so I was at like a, a group event. It was like a house, house party talking, exchange numbers. Um, actually exchanged a couple numbers, but it was in an environment of like my friends, you're, you guys are all my friends. Like let's come together. We're having an event. I don't even think it was a birthday. I think it was just kind of like, I just want to have an event. Y'all come together. Let's kind of hang out. Right. Um, and so I met this girl and we were kind of, you know, just kind of cool, just kind of casually talking. And then I felt like, I don't know. I just felt like the conversation shifted to something that was like, yo, whoa, ho, wait, 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 wait. Like we never talked about this before. Like, I feel like you kind of have these expectations of like what this is. And I never, I don't feel like I showed you that that's what was it was about to be or where I was necessarily trying to go. And so I kind of just kind of kind of had to go start on it. But it really wasn't really intentional. I think it just kind of went down on like my part, my priority list of responses. And then at some point in time, I realized it had been like two weeks since I responded. And I was just like, all right, we good. <laughs> so it was more of a thing of kind of like, I don't know. You're putting certain expectations on me that I didn't sign up for. And so in that sense, I feel like you can't be mad at me if I ghosted and be like, oh, you've just given me this traumatic experience. Cause it's like, well, I never said any, we never like agreed that what this would be like, how many people, how many phone numbers do you have? Like how many times do you swap, you get numbers with somebody and be like, Oh, you know, let's talk and let's see what happens. And then like, we'll talk it just kind of like as on some, let's get to know you type thing. And then it fizzles out. Maybe like there's lack of interest on the other part or my part or whatever it is. And it just kind of fizzles out and then you just move on. But I feel like the article was kind of making those types of interactions seem like, Oh, well you're wrong if you do that because you're like emotionally damaging and scarring a person. It's like, well, I never told that person to set these expectations. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't a part of this, whatever it was they were expecting or hoping to happen. Like I, I never, I never signed up for that. Like <laughs> that's, it's not really my fault that you set your expectations to something that they shouldn't be. And they kind of get there and then now I'm supposed to feel bad or feel like, oh, well, I'm actually damaging people by ghosting on them. Like this was kind of like a trial and error type thing. And like, you know, in the trial, we found an error. And so we moved on. <laughs> that was it. Like <laughs> not in the trial. We found an error. That's funny. That's I'm having to use that. I think 
so you're saying ghosting happens for you when a person moves too quick for you for the relationship for yeah, you i feel like yeah i feel like it's a bit of like you you kind of superimpose these expectations on me that like it was never the intention from the get-go and so what what was more of a let's casually you know kind of get to know each other with no intent i never expressed like oh you know i'm interested in you i kind of want to date you i want to take you out like nothing like that it was just kind of like oh hey you're cool we had a great conversation we found that we have things in common you know similarities let's swap numbers to continue this conversation and that was it like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like there was no i didn't know that in getting your number which Never mind, I ain't gonna say that. But yeah, I didn't know that in getting your number that like I was like trying to this this was um, this was like a sign that I was trying to 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 take you out on a date or to like date you. And first off, we don't even live in the same place, so that's one thing. Second off, we actually even had a conversation about me kind of being in a situation during the time of us talking. So that was a whole another layer of like I don't understand why you have this expectation, but now that you have this expectation, I don't really know how to let you know without kind of verbally saying like, oh no, I'm good. Or like, it's only a, 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 so many laugh out louds you can put to somebody's comment without nothing else before it's like, all right, you just kind of need to get like, it's not there. And if you, you continue to be insistent upon doing it, I feel like now you're putting me in a situation where it's like, I have to be a complete, like a hole and I ain't, I'm not necessarily trying to do that so like I'll just like drop the comment especially when the conversation's through text it's like alright cool yeah cause you don't want to make it awkward by saying you know what I don't want to progress any further in a dating situation I'm sorry you got the wrong idea yeah like, because to, like it would have to be real real awkward um I, I've been ghosted on in in dating relationships, but I've ghosted on people. So I think, you know, it's, it goes both ways. I remember in undergrad, I started dating this guy. He was super nice. Um, but he was like, he was like a youth pastor or something. And he was like really eager to get married. And so we had went on, like, we were on like our second or third date. And he was like, yeah, if this is really going well in four months, I remember we were at old Charlie's eating. He was like, if this really goes well in four months, I could probably propose. And I was like, what? Like, I started like, I was like, I didn't even want to eat my food no more. I ain't like, I didn't even want to go. I was like, what? Propose? Like, I'm in undergrad. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm finished. Yeah. Like, four months? I don't even know you. Right. So after that, I ghosted on him, like, really. And he was like, texting me, like, dang, you just, like, we make plans and you, you keep rescheduling and I was just like, man, that scared me. Yeah. Like, no, I don't want to want it. Marriage is nowhere in my mind right now. I'm trying to graduate. Cause you, yeah. Somebody just basically took all these expectations that they had for how it was going to go. And it just kind of, kind of threw you in the loop without including you in the conversation. And so I feel like the article is basically saying in those situations, like, you know, you have to, be the adult you got to be an adult be a mature person it talks about it starts off talking about like accountability and saying like how we have to hold each other accountable and it's like oh well you know 
you should be a mature adult and let this person know that you don't want to talk to them anymore. But it's like, but they also should be a mature enough person to realize that they kind of included me into this plan of theirs that like I ain't signed up to be in. So I feel like if they aren't going to acknowledge their fault and in including me in something that I didn't agree to be in, then I also can just be like, Oh, well what, what, what kind of, what do I owe you in saying like, Oh, I'm just going to stop talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't necessarily owe you anything. Cause there was no real tie here. What I can agree with, with the article is when it talks about from the standpoint of like ghosting on friends. Right. Um, I have been, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely guilty of this. And m- much like yourself, I feel like I've kind of always touted myself as being like, an incredible friend i'm such a great friend like oh man i'm super super good as a friend i really you know give a lot to my friendships and yada 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 and i feel like i still believe that to a degree but i i've realized that sometimes in trying to balance multiple friendships in terms of also trying to balance like you know uh your career moving and things happening and also trying to balance uh um education and like obtaining additional education and trying to have, you know, like a little situationship or whatever, like it becomes a lot and you end up falling by the wayside and certain people or certain conversations is just not as easy to maintain. And it's something that we can do with like anybody. Like sometimes it's like people that are close to you, people that are not so close to you, but you end up doing it. So I had to, for myself, realize that that's a thing. But what I can say though, is in that situation, I can agree with the article when it says in those situations, you do, you should be able to say, Hey, here's what's happening. Like, here's what's going on. Kind of be honest and open with that person and let them know. So it is not like, Oh, you just kind of left them out. So I can understand that. Now, I do kind of believe that. I mean, I don't know if I'm necessarily emotionally scarring you like I don't necessarily think I don't know how much how serious that will be. Maybe if you were going through like a crisis and I was there, then all of a sudden I just kind of ghosted out. OK, that that could be a problem. But eh, I don't know. I don't I don't know if like I can see how I'm emotionally scarring a friend because I haven't texted them back or called them in a few weeks. I think it it depends for me, the level of closeness. So if it's like a best friend and you ghost on them, I think that's absolutely wrong. Right. If it's a, a regular friend and I hate to put people in categories or no, like, because they're, they're real. We can be real. <laughs> <laughs> they're categories. But if it's, if it's your best friend that you talk to, like that y'all have a history and y'all been through stuff and y'all are like, that's who you emotionally depend on. And it goes, I believe that's wrong. I, but if it's like a friend that you like are getting to know, or you have never been that you haven't crossed the BFF barrier. I just be like, it's kind of like, you just be like, Oh, okay. But then it's like, maybe I'm not a good friend friend i'm just a good best friend yeah could that be it that no i am a good friend yeah i was gonna say i think it's you can be it's dual in that sense that it just kind of just really depends on your relationship that's why i say i think with friendships i can agree that even at every level of friendship 
you owe somebody some explanation for ghosting, right? I think it's something that's inevitable. I have recently had a situation with somebody where they were like, you know, I just believe that people, um, people make time for what they want. I agree with that statement to some degree, though. I think that, yes, we do make time for what we want. However, there are certain things, certain people that are not as consistent in our life. And so when things start to happen, the things that you are used to not doing, but maybe once or every two weeks, those are the things that are going to get like kind of like the fat that's going to get cut out. Right. Like if I'm used to like, let's say you and I talked once every two weeks, it's more of like a catch up thing. It's not like it's always like, well, let's get current with what's going on. We're not really talking. I'm going through stuff. You're going through stuff. We're not necessarily talking about the stuff that we're actively going through it when we're actively going through it. It's more of like, a, oh, yeah, well, two weeks ago I did this and I, that happened. Well, when my life gets busy, let's. <laughs> Our conversation and friendship, if you will, is probably going to be the first thing to go by the wayside. It's not like a I don't care about you. I don't have you know, you're not important to me. But it's like typically like our normal interaction, which you may not have found you may have you didn't have a problem with before. I just don't have time. I have other things that are taking that time up. So I don't have you know, I don't think to make that converse, make that call because this one thing or these things are consuming me so much that like I'm just kind of into those, you know. And so I feel like in that I can owe you an explanation. But it's also, you know, on your part, you kind of got to understand that. I mean, it's not like we had this like day to day communication anyway. And that's OK. Right. Like, well, I, I'm I'm the horrible person that can go. And have friends that I have day-to-day conversations with. And then I just get busy and not have them. So it's, I think it's just, I I don't know. But as, as long as you have those, as long as you'll have a conversation with that person about what's happening. I don't know. I don't know if I, if I can say that I think that that is a bad thing as long as you can explain to them what's going on like even you know yeah. what i'm saying like when you're doing as long as you're like yo look you know i realized so the person they they actually put like a uh a suggested copy and paste message that said something like you know i apologize i know i've been absent for a while i apologize for that i've been really busy at work let's catch up soon I think that that was cool, except the let's catch up soon. For me, it was yeah. I was like, gonna be like that. That's the part because yeah. it's like if you don't have the time, you're it's it's really I'm, set for false expectation. Exactly, I'm setting up a false expectation. I would have probably said say. all of that and just been like, you know, at this moment, like I I really don't have time, so I'm just letting you know that I'm probably gonna be absent, and then that's it. Like just leave it at that. And kind of let that person understand it, and I feel like people but i think it begins to be a problem when like you say that and then if you're social with other people they see you out and so my friend explained it to me this way she was like you have to have mental categories for like you've already in your mind set social time for people that you've had that you are for your life staples uh-huh. So when you tell somebody that you don't have time, you're not saying that I don't have time for people. You're saying that I, I've 
cultivated time that's consistent for staples. I was like, that's a good. It's like, you know, like you got to eat. So when you say you don't have time, you're still eating. You're still doing necessities. But additional things, you're like, oh, I could cut that. I could cut that. I could cut but that. But people don't understand that naturally. <laughs> I just kind of feel like, no, I kind of feel like. You said, do people understand that naturally? Yeah, I feel like people should kind of understand it. No, because I feel like people, if you say I don't have time to hang and then they see you out hanging with other people, they're going to be like, you said you didn't have time to hang. But I think that. And I think that'll be offensive to them. Yeah, but I don't know. I think that then you have to go through this process of kind of assessing where you are in somebody's life. And maybe you need to have that conversation with them. So I had a situation where, and this was years, years ago, but I had a situation where I felt like I had put more stock into this friendship or had more expectations for this friendship than, you know, maybe I guess what was understood or we should have. And I was just kind of like, hey, yo, like, I just want it to be known that, like, I really appreciate our friendship. I really appreciate, you know, me being able to come to you and express to you certain things and to talk to you about certain things. And like, you kind of being there for me when you have. As a result of that, I kind of expect to talk to you more. <laughs> like, I kind of want to talk to you more. Um, and I realize that we don't. And so if that's not something that is cool, is feasible for you or something that you, you, you don't really care about, then I, you know, I understand if that's not something that you do, if you're like, Hey, I don't talk on the phone like that, then all right, that's cool. Like I got it, but I'm just kind of letting you know where I'm at. And then I just had to take it from, from what it is. And in having that conversation, I found out that it was kind of like, look, you know, I actually have these other things going on. I have a brother, I have a best friend and I have a relationship that I'm also trying to manage. So while I appreciate you as a friend and I appreciate your friendship, I don't want to tell you that we're going to be able to talk more frequently because the reality is we probably aren't cool. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, it was like, bet no, no love lost. And like, I was in a completely different space. You know, I was in a space then where I was going through a lot and I felt like I really needed this person because they were the person that would hear me out and kind of gave me like good perspective. And so I was like, I really need you. But what's fair is that I feel like I had a conversation with you. I understood where I fit into this hierarchy of your life that we all have. And so I can make adjustments accordingly with no, you know, what I'm saying no hurt feelings or no love lost. It was just kind of like, all right, well, yeah. I'm just not, I'm not in that space or we're not in that space. This don't mean that you're a horrible person. This don't mean that I can't consider you a friend. This typically just means that you don't have the time to, you know, give to me. And probably because at the time I was more of a, a project that was, you kept counseling me, if you will. You know what I'm saying? And like, sometimes it's more of like, I don't want to have to sit on the phone when I got to counsel you. Um, I actually just want to talk to my friends where it can just that I'm that I'm that I know that we can kind of laugh about more stuff and we kind of joke about more stuff. I actually don't want to be a counselor because I didn't go to school for being a counselor. I went to school for engineering. So like if it was I kind of you know, I just had to accept that. And so I feel like people, if you feel that way, then you should also <laughs> like try to have that conversation. Let a person know where you're at and how you feel and what expectations you have. And like, let them know, like, yo, I kind of feel like, you know, maybe this is not, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, or maybe this isn't something that we can keep going and just let me know what it is so that I can know how to move forward. 
as opposed to just be like, oh, they ghosted on me. I'm hurt. Because maybe, you know, people, I just feel like people probably just don't know. And you just might need some clarity of what's going yeah. on. So I've had somebody tell me that about, you know, they don't have the time to meet the demands of the friendship. I I can accept that from people. I have trouble accepting it from I, the reason I had trouble accepting this from this person is because when they needed me to be there, I mean, they, they had the expectation that I'd be present and they didn't have, they excused themselves when they should be present. That's the only time I, that I had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. So that's to me, I can't, I just be like, you know what? That's a scam. But because <laughs> when you need me to be present, you you take full advantage. Um, so I think that's that's one thing. I think for me though, it's I think it's hard to have those conversations with friends that you've had built a relationship with, and there's a rapport. Because it's kind of like, how do you break up with a friend without it being weird? I don't know if, but is it is it it's necessarily not, it's, breaking it's, up though? I it's think not it's, breaking up, but it just sounds weird. If somebody's used to talking to you on a certain level, so say a person is talking to you, and you're telling them details of your life, right? And then you then you say, you know what? I think you know too much about me. You know, I just don't want you to have that level of access to me. How do you say, you know what? I don't want you to have that level of access to me any longer. I feel like you just said. (laughs) I get that. I get. I get it. It just seems weird. Yeah, I guess you can say it. It just seems like a weird conversation. Yeah, I was gonna say I get it in the sense that it's weird, but I think that honestly, that's just one of the things that in reading this article that I like. I was like, I guess I kind of take I take issues with some of this stuff is because I feel like it's saying have the conversation. Like you need to have the conversation, you know, but it, it's putting the responsibility of the conversation solely on the person that's doing the ghosting. And it's like, well, obviously they probably not going to have the conversation because they're the one ghosting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that if you feel that somebody is ghosted on you, then you should have a conversation now or, or at least attempt to have the conversation. Now, if that person in ghosting. So, like, let's say. Right. I, I just we, you, we were talking and out of nowhere again, I just stopped talking to you and three weeks have passed. And then you kind of hit me up and be like, hey, yo, look, I really want to talk to you because I just I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Did I do anything? Um, we haven't really been talking. There's a shift. I kind of grew to expect us to talk. And then I don't know, something just happened. And if that person refuses to talk to you at that point, okay, now, you know, that's a problem. They're not being responsible, but I feel like you can initiate the conversation. If the person responds and you're saying, Hey, like, here's what's going on. Here's how I feel. Here's what my expectations were. You know, I'm not trying to, I just want to know if I did anything wrong. Cause this is weird. Like I'm not used to our interactions being this way. I think that that can be either person's responsibility. I don't think it's just the person that ghosted. Cause maybe you ghosted on somebody because I don't know, something major just happened and it was really, really hard. It's hard for you to talk about. It's hard for you to deal with. You're trying to also come to terms and to grips with it yourself. I think at that point, that's when friendship really is activated. And it says, although you're not responding to me, I mean, 
talking to me like we normally do. I'm going as your friend. I'm going the extra mile to make sure that everything is OK. Now, if everything is OK and it really is just something that you feel like you can't engage in, you can't do right now. OK, then that's cool. I've done my part. And now we can just move on. And what I will say, though, is the person that did the ghosting, when you decide that you want to circle back and actually have this friendship or this conversation with this person, you kind of got to understand that it really is up to them at that point of what level of friendship that you guys have, because you did ghost on them. Um, and and so I, I feel like that's, you know, that's something that that you have to accept. But. I don't agree that it's just the person that's doing the ghost and that needs to quote unquote be mature and have the conversation. Cause I feel like those things happen for a number of reasons. And it's sometimes it could just not be just because a person is mad at you or they just don't like you. Or they're not interested in talking to you. It really could just be that they got a lot of stuff going on in their life, their life. And there are certain people they might just need to talk to more now to help them get through it. You might not be one of those people. And that doesn't mean you're bad. Doesn't mean you're a bad friend. Don't mean they don't like you simply just kind of means that like, Hey, this is the state and the space that we're in right now. And like, let's have a conversation and a dialogue with it so we can kind of refocus our expectations and then we can move on. I feel like the article kind of misses that, that piece It's just saying like, Oh, we need to, I want to hold you accountable. We need to hold each other accountable. You need to grow up and stop ghosting on people because you're emotionally scarred them. And I'm a little like, but I don't know. What if you ghosted somebody because you're emotionally scarred? Like, are we really getting to the meat of the problem? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that person will, will be less likely to be emotionally scarred if we have a conversation and understand where it's coming from. And if we do that and they can get more context to why you're in the space that you're in or why your interactions are changed, then they shouldn't be emotionally scarred. And if they are, you know, maybe they need to do some others like soul searching or, or figuring out what it is. But I, th I think for myself, I try not to put a lot of expectations on people there's only like one or two people that I have certain expectations for. Like I expect for you to call me on my birthday. I expect for you to, you know, be here when I'm going through. I'm, I'm, I expect that if I call you at 1 a.m. or 12 noon and say, hey, I really need to talk, that you're trying to make some sort of effort to talk to me. For me, it's only like two people. Everybody else is kind of like, I mean, well, you can't talk. OK, I ain't going to be too mad at you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like. I, there's a hierarchy there's we we exist in certain places and like you can let me know if you thought that you were in that place and vice versa I can let you know if I thought that I was in that place and if and then I wasn't then okay like you know what I'm saying like I don't know I just I, I don't agree that it the, the, the sole issue is just the person that's doing the ghost I don't like things where anything is telling just one person is all their fault like I feel like it's something that we always can all do yeah, it's a collaborative effort for ghosting. I think <laughs> if you, collaborative effort for ghosting. If you're if you've been ghost for me, people that I've ghosted on are some of them are incredible people. Like they've done nothing wrong. And so it's just like at this point in time, I just need like I just need space cuz I just got a lot lot going on. So it's kind of like if you're ghosted on, don't think it's something wrong with you. Just be like, you know, that other person, like you said, just has other stuff going on. And so I think, you know, a lot of times when people are ghosted on, they take it personal and they start looking at inward and making sure like they're not a horrible person or, you know, 
it's kind of like, no, it could be. It, I know it's cliche to say it's not you, it's me. But sometimes it just, you know, just piggybacking on what you were saying. No, the other person could be emotionally scarred. Yeah, for, for absolutely. And I think that. Especially if you like me and you still wrestle with friendship PTSD. You really just sometimes you just you need a you need a uh, you just be like, you know what? I just I just need some time. <laughs> yeah. And that's and honest, you again, that. you're emotionally scarred. So you can't say that it's not always. It's not always about this one person being bad. Or you not being like enough. It really sometimes it's really not about you. It's more so about what somebody else is going. So if you've been ghosted on, like honestly, it just might be that this person has other things that are going on, and it's okay. I think that one of the and I've talked about this in another sense with a friend recently. But like when one thing bad happens, or we get into a disagreement or argument with somebody, or we kind of reach a crossroads in a situation. We immediately start to like take all of that in and make it seem like, oh, well, there's it must be something wrong with me and somebody doesn't want to talk to me and somebody don't want to be around me. This person don't think I'm cool or these people don't, you know, they don't accept me. They don't want me to be a part of their circle and all this. And I feel like that's some piece or part of that happens. But honestly, we should be like, oh, OK, well, I mean, <laughs> fine. It just didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? Like we I have other friends. There are other people in my life that that affirm me. There are other great relationships that I have. Like there are people that and I think we have to accept that, you know, you're not going to be everything for everybody. Some people going to think you cool. Some people going to think you're not. Some people going to think you got it together. Some people going to think you don't. And that's fine because that's their opinion. You have an opinion. They have opinion. They'll 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 express that. I think as opposed to just taking it all on yourself and say, what what's wrong with me and what did I do wrong? You can say, hey, maybe that person is going through something. Maybe they don't want to talk to me about it for whatever reasons. I feel like we've opened. We got to a place where we could be open and we could share these things. But for whatever reasons, they're stepping back. I'm going to have a conversation to, to gauge what it is. And what is not. And if, you know, I can't get anything from them, then it'll be what I say it is and what it isn't. And at that point, it'd be like, OK, well, I'm just moving forward. And when that person tries to circle back and be like, hey, friend, I need you because I miss you and I want to be your friend again. And be like, all right, well, maybe I will or maybe I won't. But I don't think you it's have the power. They gave you the power. Yeah. I don't think you should always if you've been ghosted on, you should always make it like. I don't think you should always think of it. I don't want to say you make it, but I don't think you should always think of it as something that you've done wrong or something that you don't have. I think sometime it really could just be that like, Hey, maybe the person is going through something, try to have the conversation with them about what they're going through to fig figure out what it is. Maybe you can show them or maybe you can like be there for them in that time. But if they don't want it and they kind of reject it and they push back, then move on. Like, it's kind of their loss and not really yours. And so don't like, don't beat yourself up about it because <laughs> I don't know. We're all people. We all bleed, bleed the same blood. Like I feel like it, I, since I was a kid, I've admired Wyatt Morris, right? From boys to men. I've always thought this dude was like incredible. If I met Wanye like right now and tried to befriend him and he was just kind of like, nah, bro, I'm good. Or I don't really care. 
I mean, initially I'll be like, dang, but then it'll be like, I mean, okay, <laughs> like you're going to die just like I'm going to die. You bleed blood just like I bleed blood. You got to, you have to go to some form of work and pay bills just like I have to do. Like, I don't know. Why am I giving you that much power? Like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. And then it, I'm not going to take it to heart to the point that it like ruins me or, or I'm emotionally damaged because rejection is out there. We are all going to be rejected by somebody. And reject others. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, we're going to be rejected by somebody at some point. So, all right, cool. I ain't your cup of tea. All right. Well, it's a lot of other people drinking out of this this glass. So, like, okay. Like, who cares? So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. If you've been ghosted on, remember that. I try to remember when people ghost on me that I ghost on people. So, I just, you know, I just be like, you know what? Let me give people a break. Um, and yeah, so y'all let us know what y'all think about ghosting. Do y'all ghost on people? Does people ghost on you? Do you have more people ghosting on you than you ghost on people? Or you've never ghosted on somebody, but people always ghost on you? You that might be something else, but <laughs> hashtag chat BC. <laughs> let us know what y'all think. We will love to interact with you, and we'll be back with our toast or roast. All right, guys, we are back and it is time for our toast or roast Um, this week. I'm actually going to do a little bit of both. Um, And so and the only reason I'm going to do both is because there's one thing I've been wanting to roast for a while to kind of raise awareness and to make sure that people know about this and understand understands this, because if you are listening to this podcast, this is really going to impact you. So net neutrality, net neutrality is something that has been a topic of discussion for a long time now. The Obama administration actually, um, the FCC under the Obama administration made sure that the internet was neutral. You know, everybody, there's no high speed, fast lane for the internet. There's no blocking of certain sites and that you have to pay more in order to get certain content. It's just one big open thing. We kind of access it and create it and define it by what it is. Um, the current FCC under the, the Trump administration is making moves and planning a vote, which I believe happens on the 11th or the 13th of this month of December, in which they're going to be rolling back uh, those those um, provisions that allow the Internet to be open. And so they we could potentially have the Internet look something like cable television. And so how in order to get access to, you know, 150 channels, you have to pay hundred and ten dollars a month but you can get basic cable or and you, you can pay fifty dollars a month or you can just have local information and that's going to be you know free and that just kind of comes in the internet that we know may be that way this affects us as podcasters uh anybody that creates content online if you use social media if you have one single social media account even if you just use email this affects you as well so we all need to be open and concerned about it. There are certain things that we can do to put pressure on people at the FCC um, to make sure that they vote against this and that they don't allow this to happen. Literally, for real, for real, if this happens, this is going to jack up everything that we know we've become accustomed to. And it's actually pretty scary to me because so many people have made their their lives and their careers off of Internet uh 
media and 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 eat and internet business and things like that and if that is changed or altered literally we might the, the internet becomes fragmented and we won't be able to all have access to the same information I may not know what's going on in Florida anymore because I have to pay X number of dollars to get access to this site that's on this lane of high speed Internet. So net neutrality, if you don't know about it, Google it, figure out what you can do. Um, I'll try to make sure that we put some stuff out of there. So I'm definitely roasting the FCC because I feel like this is some bull and no. And just really fast. The thing that I don't I do want to toast is she's got to have it. If you guys have not seen, she's got to have it on Netflix. Make sure you check it out. Um, I think it's really good. I love it because it shows some incredible like looking black people it shows black people of all different like shades and tones and it puts them into just like it really it looks like queen sugar in 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 that the the as you're watching it you can really just kind of pause it and take a picture like it just looks so nice um the different frames that they have and the way that they show people the story is actually pretty good um it makes it starts dialogue about a lot of things, uh, different things that people do and experience and especially women and how oftentimes we don't think about, you know, the, the day to day of a, what it is to be a woman. So I thought it was really good. If you have Netflix, make sure you check it out. All 10 episodes are there. Hopefully that this is a show that will continue to come on. I feel like Netflix needs some bangers. And if we are going to be losing some shows, then we definitely need to get shows like this on. So check out She's Gotta Have It. And that's my toast for this week. So I was going to roast 45 um, President Donald J. Trump because of his tweets, his recent tweets. But, you know, as I was thinking, well, you know what? Let me just roast him. So he is... (laughs) (laughs) He tweeted this morning about the FBI and saying saying all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like, bruh, this is somebody that's on your team. Like this is we're not talking about CNN or Washington Post or whoever you have an audience in media saying it's fake news. But for me, this is really dangerous because what he's trying to do is discredit any organization that disagrees with him or that's trying to press charges against him. And it's just like, that's scary because if people buy into this, you have no accountability and our nation was built. So leadership would have accountability. That's why we have the executive branch, the legislative branch and the, um, judicial branch that's why we have those to keep tabs on each other and so it's like you're trying to shame everybody that disagrees with you and for the life of me he just this strategy he has is so stupid like the fact that even his own party that he shames them the people that he needs to get the legislation passed that he wants it's like such a stupid it's like I don't even understand what universe he lives in where things work like that. Right. Like, I think he's just used to obviously corporate in his own universe, but it's just like, guy, in order for you to be able to do what you're trying to do, you have to work with the people who disagree with you that are in your own party. Like, why are you shading them publicly? Why are you tweeting about them? But I hope they lock his butt up. God, I hope they lock his butt up. Lock just, him up. Lock him up. Isn't that what you say about Hillary Clinton, like the whole lock her up thing? Yeah, I want them to lock, them, lock him up and, you know, give us meat meal. 
I don't know, but just put him. Give us Meek Mill. <laughs> free Meek put, Mill. Free Meek Mill locked Donald Trump up. But that would be like, if they lock him up before 2018, when I tell you that would be the gift that keeps on giving for America, that would be the best thing they could have done. One of the best. I can't disagree Besides with you giving that. us reparations. They could give us reparations and lock Donald Trump up in 2018. That would be great. And erase student loan debt. That'll just be that'll type it all off. That's what I really want. <laughs> I want them to like I almost want them to lock him up more than I want my debt paid. And that's like really neck and neck too. Oh no, I think I might <laughs> <laughs> I think I could deal with three, four years if y'all just let No, I cause I don't know what he's gonna do though. That's true. Randall, this joke is scary. No, it really is, though, for real. No, in all seriousness, it is. It's really. like frustrating and it's so unreal and unprecedented. It's like, yeah. Yeah. His tactic of the one thing I, intimidation. I would say, yeah, it's just intimidation. That's the reason that he does it is because he, he, he can intimidate people to make the moves that he wants. So that's why he's not concerned about, you know, allies or his party or anything. It's like, if I continue to intimidate people, I can move you into a place where I get what I want and it'll run like a reality show. And so my supporters will be engaged in this because they were engaged in me as a celebrity, right? As a businessman, people are in awe at the fact that I can, you know, garner money, get interest in, in things of that nature. So it's like, I can do what I want to do and I can bully you into getting out, getting out of you what I want simply because I know that it's going to work and nobody is going to press back on me and, and, and collectively people are collectively not going to press back on me. And so that's really the scary part is because you start to see how, you know, media outlets, he'll say things like fake news. And so, so that they won't, continue to so that people won't they won't lose viewership because it's all about the numbers and then wanting that support they'll start to try to bring other people on that are trump supporters and be like oh you know this isn't it um was it the new york times released an article uh about a a white nationalist and people were basically saying like you guys are normalizing this type of community like this is not what we should be doing we shouldn't be normalizing it but the reason that they're doing these things is because donald trump continues to say that it's fake news it's fake news it's fake news so they're like oh well let's make sure that we're balanced and so let's bring the people that support this type of ideology and it's just like you he's he's succeeding he's bullying people into getting what he wants and that's the scary part for me i'm sorry for taking over your your roast but yeah no, I know he 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 causes so much emotion from anybody who says his name. So I know that if if you had a toast to him, I know I would have had a comment to follow up because he just he irks us all. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he really does like it's <laughs> yeah any same person it did I don't. Yeah. But people are still supporting him, and that's the the problematic predicament that we're in right now. So. And he could win another four years. That's why they need to lock him up. Because that's the only sure way to keep him from winning another four years. Yeah. I just think that we need to throw up. Let me shut up. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I'm going to shut up. So, um, we have a good vibe this week. 
Um, and the good the vibe, vibe sweep, yeah. If I, it requires fake smiling, I'm probably not coming. Yeah, it's that's self-explanatory. I ghosted you. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually how you can figure out if you're going to get ghosted or not. Like, just one of the that's, ways. I think that's the way to figure out who to ghost. If you if you got to, not in all cases, in some cases, if it just requires a lot of energy just to want to be in the person's presence, then it's probably time to ghost. I mean, just be like, you know, I'm just not, in, if you're not enjoying the company anymore, any longer. Yeah. If it's, if I, if I have to find myself trying to smile to keep this conversation going or do the little you know like you kind of laugh and you're really not laughing but it's like <laughs> oh that's hilarious like eventually at that point I'm, I'm good I don't really care I don't I don't want to do I, I, I can only do it but so long before it becomes alright <laughs> where's the nearest exit I gotta go home yeah so yeah so well, thank you for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. As always, you can catch all our past episodes at brunchculturebc.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash brunchculture. On Twitter at brunchculture. On Instagram, it's brunch underscore culture. I always get those confused in my mind. Um, if y'all want to interact with us, hashtag chatbc, or you can email us at brunchculturebc at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, um, Spreaker. We're every, literally everywhere. So you can subscribe and uh, leave comments too, because that really helps us out. Leave comments. We love to hear what y'all think about the show. Give us ideas, all of that. And remember here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.